Bad news. Bad news for the state. Bad news for capital. Bad news for patriarchy. Bad news for all forms of domination. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Our monthly info show from anarchist and anti-authoritarian radio projects worldwide. If these news are bad, I don't want to be good. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Bad News. It will be a rather short episode this month. The first piece of our show is a piece from an ongoing labor struggle in Leipzig. Have fun listening. Hello everybody. We wanted to keep you updated about the ongoing labor struggle at the Gallo Negro restaurant in Leipzig, Germany. We reported about the topic already several times, so maybe you still remember something about it. Otherwise, you can check a former interview on our blog, frequenza.noblogs.org, or on a supporter webpage named kikariki.blackblogs.org. Due to the repression peeps have to face which supported the struggle openly, this interview was done by a comrade in a written way and we recorded it with our voices. Hello, could you give a short summary of how the conflict started? Hi, sure. Former workers from the Mexican restaurant Gallo Negro in Leipzig came to us and told about their experiences of exploitation and discrimination at the working place. This gave the start to collecting different testimonies from former workers to see the magnitude of the problem. Two protests were organized to bring attention to the working conditions in Gallo Negro. At the second protest, the police trapped some of us at the street corner and they were forced to share their personal information. Since then, Gallo Negro sued activists and started Evaria's long legal fights. What's the current situation? How many people have been involved in the legal process so far? And what's the restaurant demanding? The lawsuit has involved at least four people and Gallo Negro is trying to stop people from protesting against the restaurant. Was there any intentional attempt to approach the owners, to talk to them? If so, what was the response? Our strategy at first did not involve the justice system. It is Gallo Negro who started the lawsuit. We at first gave a letter presenting strategies and demands on how Gallo Negro can create a good working conditions. Has there been support from other collectives for this mobilization? Have they felt supported or rather alone in this process? Our companions in this fight has been the people from Tribu X. They have shown real internationalist solidarity on a regional level. But generally, we didn't get support from the white German scene and we wish this would change. Putting organized pressure would help people to implement an effective boycott against Gallo Negro. How could peeps help if they want to? And where can they find information about the case? People think they should organize another protest or do something against the restaurant. But this could worsen the legal fight for the people being sued. Right now, the best way to help is to bring light into the matter and help raising money to cover the legal costs. And last but not least, boycott Gallo Negro. Because how can it be possible they have every Friday full house even though there are so many complaints and accusations against them? A 
as a migrant, what difficulties have you encountered in organizing and fighting in a case like this? But also, what strength have you discovered in this process? As migrants, we have faced different struggles in Leipzig, from language, the lack of allies, racism and the constant power of the German state over our heads. The way we organize in our home countries is very different and less attached to bureaucracy. What are the next steps in the judicial process? At the moment we are waiting for the answer of the lawyer of Gallo Negro. They have strategically taken long to respond, so they will keep us in this fight until we are tired out or too scared. They have the capital to keep this fight going. That's why we need the people and solidarity to keep going. Any final comments or words you would like to share? This legal fight isn't a movie or in Berlin. We are organized migrants right here fighting for the rights of migrant workers being exploited by restaurant owners in Leipzig. This is the moment to get out of our comfort zone and put to practice the international workers' solidarity. Thanks a lot for doing this interview with us. Welcome back. You're in the middle of bad news. You just heard a contribution about the ongoing labor struggle in Leipzig. The next piece will be about the anti-fascist protest in Budapest. 
The piece is part of a longer interview which was conducted in German and you can find the longer version on the AD Radio Berlin website. Also, you will find some links in the show notes. Have fun listening. On February 11th this year, around 2000 fascists marched through Budapest on the so-called Day of Honor. In addition to anti-fascist counter-protests, there were also attacks on Nazis, some of whom suffered serious injuries according to police reports. Unfortunately, two anti-fascists are currently in jail in Hungary awaiting trial. We spoke to people from the Solidarity Group for the two imprisoned anti-fascists. Can you explain very briefly what the Day of Honor in Budapest is all about? Yeah, so the Day of Honor in Budapest is a national socialist commemoration event. So it's attended by Nazis from different corners all over Europe. I think the Hammerskins and Combat 18 are in the background. These are really tough Nazi terrorists. And in Hungary, there's also the Legio Hungaria. And they commemorate an attempt by the Wehrmacht to break out in February 1945. At the time, the Wehrmacht and Hungarian auxiliary troops were surrounded by the Red Army in a castle. And the Nazi myth says that they broke out of this castle in a heroic manner, in their opinion, in order to break through the encirclement and then somehow ran away from the castle. Whatever. Funnily enough, the real commander somehow fucked off somewhere else. They then tried to fight their way in a relatively long march, something like 60 kilometers or something, to then join other Nazi troops. The Nazis who have been holding events here for around 25 years are commemorating this. And this is, so to speak, one of several larger Nazi commemorative events in Europe, where you can still openly glorify the Nazis. The demonstration traditionally started at this castle. Important cadres from Germany also come here, the Third Way, NPD, and so on. But also Hammerskins. They walk part of this march route, which they think was an attempt to break out. Funnily enough, however, it's still a very well-recognized event, somehow even in Hungary itself, and sometimes even ordinary citizens join in. This year there were around 2000 people. The march was also partially banned this year, and they weren't allowed to start at the castle, but started a bit outside the city. It was banned half-heartedly. But the ban can also be seen as a bit of a success for the anti-fascist counter-mobilization. There's a campaign called Stop Nazi Glorification, in which Austrian, German and Hungarian left-wing radicals and anti-fascists have joined forces for several years to protest against this event. Because, as I said, it's one of the last refuges for Nazi glorification. And this year several hundred people could mobilize there, who tried to occupy the starting point of the traditional demonstration, even with the help of the police. But at least it was possible to ensure that the Nazis were not allowed to set off from there. And you have to see the arrest or the prosecution of the various people who either have warrants out for their arrests or are already in prison in the context of the Hungarian government wanting to delegitimize the counter-protests. You just said there are people about whom arrest warrants are open. Anti-fascists are in custody. Can you briefly say what the people are accused of? There are two comrades who are in custody right now, in Hungary, and one that was released. These are Tobi and Ilaria, who have been in custody in Hungary since February, and another comrade who has been released. 
There are accusations against these three people, the two who are in pre-trial detention and one person who is back in Germany. They are accused of being members of a criminal organization. And added to this, there is also dangerous bodily harm. And they had a very strange accusation to begin with that doesn't exist in Germany. It's a very strange thing. Something that was somehow new in Hungary or maybe not new. I don't know actually how long it's been around. So originally the Italian comrade Ilaria was charged with the criminal offense of violence against the community in several instances and armed. This is interesting in that that it is a criminal law paragraph that was actually introduced to protect so-called minorities, i.e. in particular to punish violence against LGBTQI people, against Roma, against racially discriminated people, against people with disabilities, so to speak, to recognize the particularly seriousness of attacking such people. And interestingly, in this case, Ilaria has now been accused of attacking Nazis a minority worthy of protection. It was said that they had committed hate crimes against Nazis or had been involved in it, so to speak, had committed violence against them. I think that this was also initially investigated against Tobi, the other German comrade who is in custody. The case against him was dropped relatively quickly because the evidence was very thin. Ilaria's case is still being pursued. According to the public prosecutor's office in Hungary, There's more evidence that she did this. Now the indictment has also been published three days ago on October 31st. No, not published, but only announced in a press release. We don't even have the indictment yet. We don't know exactly what it says. But what has been published in the media so far is that Ilaria has been accused in a case of dangerous bodily harm, as the comrade said, in several cases, still also while being armed. I think in five cases with six injured Nazis, so to speak. And now, according to these press releases, there are 14 more European arrest warrants against other comrades, including from Germany, Syria and another country. But many of them were already wanted before. But now there are official arrest warrants in connection with these proceedings. And the interesting thing is that the indictment and the investigations from the German Antifa-Ost proceedings are being relied on very heavily. It is constantly mentioned somehow. So that's also an indication that it's all based on very thin circumstantial evidence because they claim that these three people were all part of the group around Lina E, as she is then somehow officially named. They would have gone there together to commit crimes. And the only thing they have left to somehow prove this is above all to rely on investigation files and the indictment from Dresden because otherwise they have hardly anything to convict people. Can you tell me a bit more about the status of the proceedings? The indictment is pending. What else is there? Are there any trial dates yet, whatever that involves? There are no trial dates yet. We also don't know when the trial will start. That's a bit up in the air. First, we have to wait until the indictment is actually issued. It may then say something different from the press release. But what we've heard from lawyers so far is that the trial could drag on for a year or so. A long trial is somehow to be expected. And we also have to somehow assume and see the context a bit that this is a very authoritarian state and a state that is undergoing such authoritarian changes. It is very clear that Antifas are seen as official political opponents of the Hungarian government. This has also been seen in other cases where activists have stood up for emancipatory causes. 
The media is heavily dominated by the Fidesz party, Viktor Orban's ruling party. There is also a lot of pressure right now to condemn them. This is a highly publicized issue and the influence on the judicial system is also relatively large. There's a special authority to make the public prosecutors dependent on the government, so to speak. We have been told, more or less informally by lawyers, that there are only a few judges left who do not tow to the Orban line and strongly follow the government's line. We are expecting a political trial because of the political situation in Hungary, and it is simply very uncertain what will come out of it. In other words, whether a conviction will follow, even with very poor evidence or circumstantial evidence. That makes it totally uncertain for us, and what we can expect for our friends and comrades who are in prison there. And that is definitely a burden. And another thing that is of course also very exciting and also worrying is the cooperation with the German authorities, which has been very strong from the very beginning. For example, in the house searches that happened immediately after the arrests and then also over the course of the last six months in Berlin, in Thuringia and in Saxony, it has been a very tight cooperation with Hungary. The fact that there are these three accusations of a criminal organization in connection with the Lina E trial means that there's hardly any real evidence or anything, at least that we've been told by the lawyers. And yet people are being held there because of this and under terrible conditions. And in this regard, it can already be said that it emerges from a small inquiry that in March of this year, independent proceedings were also opened in Germany against a group of people because of these apparent criminal offenses in Budapest. At the same time, however, it is suspected that there is much more going on. In other words, that there are other criminal proceedings being conducted here. But at the moment, the leading investigative authority, the Dresden Public Prosecutor's General's Office, is not releasing any information about what they are actually doing. It's also interesting that the LKA Saxony is also leading the investigation on the police side. In other words, the same police authority that led the investigation in the Antifa-Ost case. So that one can assume that the prosecution is politically motivated. In any case, it is simply an attack on the anti-fascist movement. But it is interesting to see that there is a strong overlap with the previous police authorities in Berlin. The passing on of information to the Hungarian investigation authorities, who, among other things, gave them access to the files in the Antifa-Ost trial and sent them to the indictment. We don't know exactly how deep the cooperation between the German and Hungarian authorities is, but it is definitely clear that there is cooperation. So how can we support the two people in prison in a very concrete way? But perhaps also you as a group? First of all, of course, it's a big financial outlay. On the one hand, these proceedings will take place in Hungary. There are travel costs, at least double or triple the lawyer's fees, translation costs, costs for support and so on. Overall, it is an expensive procedure in any case, especially if we also assume that the procedure will probably take at least a year. For the time being, we are not assuming that Toby will somehow be released during this time, but will remain in custody. I think it would be the same for Ilaria. That's exactly why we always need financial support. That is very important. Donations can definitely go to the Rote Hilfe. There's an account with the keyword Budapest. You can find the account details in the show notes. There's also a separate account for the Italian comrade, which you will also find in the show notes. 
And it's great if you donate there. If you organize parties and donate or if you can organize money in some other way and donate it or send it to us in some other way. That's one thing in any case. At the same time, of course, we also need political solidarity work. So keep an eye out for announcement of demonstrations, rallies or events. You can also write us to make requests for events, for example, to which we will then come or send you material. We also produce information and material on the subject, which we are happy to send out to raise awareness. Overall, I think it's important to see this as an attack on the anti-fascist movement, which has to fight just as internationally as the Nazis are doing it. For example, there, when they are gathering in Budapest. And we all know that in the current political situation, we as anti-fascists, as the radical left, are not exactly in the best position. And it is now important that we stick together, that we try to cushion such attacks together and support each other. That's why you should come to the events and demonstrations. Find out more, for example, at budapest-solidarity.net, the website for the two prisoners. You can also find the donation address there. You can also find further information about the trial and the political work. There's also more information at basc.news. This is not just about the people in custody. The third comrade from Germany is also awaiting trial. There are also people who are out and about and who naturally don't want to go to trial in a right-wing authoritarian state that wants to send Antifas to prison anyway. That's why there too solidarity is needed for them. Find out about it. They need our help too. You can find information on the donation accounts at budapest-solidarity.net. Further information on the case and all anti-fascists persecuted in this context can also be found at basc.news. That was the end of this month's episode of Bad News. The two pieces you just listened to were from Frequency A, an anarchist radio project in Leipzig, and A Radio Berlin, a radio project in Berlin. Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs> We're right in the middle of Sindama Square right now. Police is behind me. Many police officers have been hurt. Men and women who are trying to protect democratically elected leaders. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Local anarchists and anti-authoritarian radio shows on one spot. Tune in every 15th of the month. More information on a-radio-network.org. What's the revolution to you? <laughs> to kill the bosses and take their money. <laughs>